Business, lifestyle, social media, powerful woman. Do any of these words interest you? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Behind the Girl Boss podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and this is the place where you can learn about powerful businesswomen who are thriving in whatever they do. Get your notebooks ready and let's get learning. Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. I am feeling much, much better compared to last week. My ears are still blocked, which is very, very annoying because it's just like not a fun feeling to have your ear blocked and like you can't hear properly and you can't like, you feel like you sound weird and like it's just popping in and out. Like it's just the most annoying thing ever, but my throat is better. I don't feel like how I felt last week. So I mean, that's a plus in my books and just (laughs) happy that I'm like feeling better because this cold that I had, like it wasn't COVID. I tested like four or five times for COVID. It wasn't that. So I either had like laryngitis or strep throat, but I'm telling you this cold was disgusting and I literally don't ever want to get sick ever again. Not like anyone actually wants to get sick. Um, but you know, you know what I mean. Um, so I'm feeling much better thriving. Um, I leave for LA in three weeks, which is absolutely mind-blowing and exciting. I mean, I know I was there in June, but this trip is gonna be two weeks long. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm going with my boyfriend and then he's leaving and I'm staying an extra two, well, two days, three days because I'm going to a concert with my friends and stuff and it happened to be after our trip. So I extended my trip by two days. Um, so I'm very excited about that. And yeah, so today's mantra is my time and energy are best invested in the present moment. I feel like I talk about this a lot, but I'm always so like invested or like thinking about the future, what's going to happen next, what's like next for me, my business, um, my life, anything. I'm always like next, next, next. And I never think about like right now and where we are. So I'm really excited to just focus on that and not focus on anything else or at least try to. So the mantra is my time and energy are best invested in the present moment. I think that's just really important. And I mean, it's true. It's true. Don't think about the past. Don't think about the future. Just work on yourself as you are right now. And that's the best thing you could do for yourself. So that is the mantra of the day. But for today's podcast, we have another guest and we have Sarah Boss on. Sarah is a ex-chemist and she currently has 500,000 followers on TikTok. And the way she blew up, the type of video she blew up with is mind-blowing. Literally, we talk about it in there and I don't want to give it away, but we speak about how she literally went from having 200 to 500 followers on TikTok to basically having 500,000 in just a few short months that she's been doing it. So we talked about that. We talked about what it was like growing up and working in STEM. And we also spoke about her podcast, which is Attainable Podcast. And we spoke about just what life's been like since blowing up on TikTok and how she went from being an ex-chemist to working in social media. This conversation was really, really like engaging. I loved it. I loved her energy. She was so fun to speak to. You can just feel like the good energy through the like, you'll you'll hear it through the through your earphones or your speakers, wherever you're listening to it on. But yeah, this conversation was really fun. I really enjoyed myself. It's really cool to hear people's successes and how they blow up in just such a short amount of time and how it can be such a life-changing thing. So yeah, I'm excited for you guys to listen to this. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. Hey everyone, what's up? And welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. So today we have Sarah with us. So hi, Sarah. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do? Sure. Um, The like kind of short synopsis. Um, Hi, my name is Sarah Boss. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, and I 
am a TikTok marketer as well as a TikTok creator. So I work for a growth marketing company doing TikTok strategy for brands. Um, and uh, going viral on TikTok is kind of what got me there, which I'm sure we'll sort of dive into. Yes, I'm excited to dive into all that. But before we do, I like to do a little hot seat segment to kind of just break the ice and know little fun facts about yeah. you. Um, so the first one is, what's your go-to coffee order? Go-to coffee. Actually, I don't drink coffee. Never okay. liked it. I literally, if you can think of things that make like are a joy in people's lives, chocolate, bacon, mm-hmm. I hate it. And I don't know oh, what I... it is about me. Coffee is one of them. But I actually, like this morning, I do a iced matcha tea latte with coconut okay. milk. So are you like more of a tea person then? Yeah, I don't okay. really drink a lot of caffeine, but mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's Friday. Like, let's have fun. There's a Starbucks right at the top of my neighborhood. Um, and I was like, let's let's just get something fun. But that's a very like once in a while type of thing. Makes sense. And the next one is, if you could pick up and move anywhere, where would it be? Oh, okay. I'm just going to go with the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, Santa Teresa in, uh, in Costa Rica. Okay. And I went there, I think last year, and it has a beautiful beaches and it's very much like kind of just a beach town vibe um I'm probably gonna go again next year and I'm just gonna stay at a hostel and work and surf Mm -hmm. and that's all I want to do it's so lax it's so Mm -hmm. great that's my the first one that kind of came to mind but I I love Greece I love a bunch of places but that that just has a good vibe love that um and the last one is what's one movie you can rewatch over and over and never get tired of oh okay I've got like several great movies but this is one that probably people maybe won't have seen it's um called let me get the whole right the exotic marigold hotel um there's two okay yeah it's such like a weird like niche movie it has <laughs> dev patel this is where my love for dev patel came in even though in this one he's kind of like got short hair and it's not like the big burly like mm-hmm. man that you see um but it is about these old people who um kept go and stay in the great exotic marigold hotel or the best exotic marigold hotel i think is the actual name and uh it's it's a comedy but it's really heartwarming and especially like the second movie and and the second movie has like great music and it's just like this random hotel in india and these like grouchy old people it's so funny (laughs) um and i love it and it makes your heart happy it's like a heart happy one Okay, I'll definitely watch it. I love yeah. movies and this It'll, question. It's so random. Yeah. You're be like, what I, is this? Yeah, like all the movies that like people usually say are ones that I've already seen. So I love when I don't see them because I love watching movies and finding new ones. So I will yeah, definitely watch that's that. a good one. I want to also add uh, Woman in Gold. That's a totally opposite direction. Mm-hmm. That's a historic one. But Woman in Gold is also a top favorite of mine. If anybody's wanting something like more serious, it's a little sad. You probably will cry. Um, <laughs> but it has a good ending. So Awesome. Um, so I split the podcast into sections. So we're going to start off by talking a little bit about you. Um, then we're going to move to blowing up on TikTok and quitting your job. Yeah. We'll talk about your podcast and end with Instagram questions. Sounds so great. something I like to ask a lot of people because I feel like people don't talk about it much, like n- enough um, is if you went to college, um, if you did, what did you study? And if not, why you decided not to go? Yeah. Um, so I did go to college. Um, I went to Columbia College at the time, which was an all women's college. I did not plan on going there, mm-hmm. um, but I got a scholarship. So I was like, okay. okay like I'll go but I'm very glad I did um I had a great experience and I I actually was a chemistry major I graduated with a bachelor's of science in chemistry and a minor in communications so a little off the off base from what I'm doing now yeah (laughs) growing up did you ever have like a dream job or like was it always changing yeah oh absolutely was little um I like to think of it as like I had the dream job of what I thought I was supposed to do Mm -hmm. and then I had the dreams in my head that 
I did not even pay attention to because I didn't think that they were actually something to pay attention yeah. to. Um, so I always had like sciencey like dream jobs. Like for a while, I wanted to be a marine biologist or like some sort of scientist. And then as I got older, I wanted to do something in research and development, product development, that kind of thing. Because um, I'd always kind of been taught that like STEM or mm-hmm. nothing, like literally anything outside of STEM, just you would be poor or something. Yeah. And um, but in when in reality, like I remember when I used to love writing and like I loved performing and being on stage or being in front of a camera. Um, So if I like you would have asked me that when I was little and then you would have asked me like again, be like, okay, if it wasn't that, like what would it be? I probably would have said like a performer. And that that's like the core of really what I dreamed of doing. I just Mm -hmm. didn't think that it was possible. Was there ever a point in time where you thought like you would be going like an entrepreneurship route or was that always something that you were like, maybe not? I know I didn't I wasn't really exposed I what I I had entrepreneurs in my life but I did not really recognize that that's what they were Mm -hmm. um and I didn't have like a bunch of exposure to the entrepreneurship world um until like mid-college and then the only reason why I became an entrepreneur was that a necessity and uh leaving my corporate job and then needing to figure out a way to make money yeah. and then freelancing and then realizing oh like there's other ways to make money besides mm-hmm. like somebody else handing you a check yeah. and so i kind of fell into it but yeah and it's not something if you would have asked me in high school i'd been like no that's so scary who does that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i agree growing up like when they never really spoke about it in school it was always like the traditional corporate jobs like business was barely even spoken about or if it was it was more like towards men like I went to an all-girls um high school so like they never spoke to us about business and I kind of wish they did because there's so much that you can learn but I feel like it's always like ingrained in like it's a man's job type of thing yeah um so yeah (laughs) no I totally agree it's just not a narrative that Mm -hmm. is often spoken about and I'm really happy to see my brother's in high school so I kind of get to see like how that culture yeah is changing and I think that it is changing a lot and they have opened up a lot more opportunities Mm -hmm. um like in tech and in business and entrepreneurship and um in like vocational work and like there's so much more um even in like this I say a small amount of time it's been a long time since I was in high school but it still feels like it wasn't that long yeah me too so you spoke a little bit about your TikTok when did you start creating content on TikTok and when you started it did you do it kind of just like for fun or were you kind of like planning your content yeah so there was definitely like kind of date line like date line date segments of you know in, in 20 22 I was posting on TikTok and very much just silly like dumb nobody's gonna see it I had like 10 followers like it was just my friends whatever and then um January I decided you know what I really want to take this seriously and post consistently and I told myself okay I was going to post every day that didn't really mm-hmm. that didn't pan out like I did not properly prepare yeah. myself for that but but I was like fairly consistent I was creating a lot more content which I did see growth with Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, it was good to like kind of get in that practice. And then I sort of revved back up in March. And I think it was March 17th. That feels like the right date. But somewhere around there, I had been the week before. So Saturday of March 17th or whatever it was, um, the Monday before that, I was like, you know what? No, we're going to go hard. I'm going to post every single day. I'm going to be posting, posting multiple times a day sometimes. Like we are awesome like this is mm-hmm. gonna be great you know balls to the walls like let's go yeah and so I did I posted every day 
Um, and then Friday, I like to keep it very detailed because I want to know all the details. Yeah. So um, on Friday, I ended, I ended up posting like three or four TikToks that day, purely because there was a really fun song I liked and I made like three different <laughs> TikToks about it. And it was Friday. I was on one. I don't know. Had I was having a great yeah. time. So then, you know, I had this like week of consistent content, which I think is important to note because on Saturday I went to the store and I bought laundry soap. It's a bar of, it's technically like a stain remover bar and mm -hmm. it's called Fells Naphtha. And it's like something my mom has made our detergent from it. She's always used it as a stain remover. It's just kind of like a family thing. And I didn't know anybody else who used it, but they had like 12 they're usually kind of hard to find and they're only 97 cents a bar so I bought all 12 or 13 or however many it was and I was like oh my gosh this is so funny I'm leaving Walmart I look crazy with this stock of soap in my hands like so I am in the Walmart parking lot I put my phone up and I filmed a TikTok about it at this point I had about 200 followers mm -hmm. um and I was just like hey look at this bar of soap it's yeah. laundry soap it's the best. I make my own laundry detergent. It's great. And then life changed forever <laughs> from a laundry soap. It went wild. viral, like way viral, overwhelmingly viral. In like the same day or? um. So it was like, so I posted it and that night it was at like 5,000 views or something, which was insane for yeah. me. I was like, Especially when I... you like have 200 followers seeing that. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. And so then I got to like 500 followers. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And I remember I went to dinner with my family that night mm -hmm. um, and we were all like in the same area. So it was like my uncle and my mom and my dad and like my cousins and all that. And I was like, hey guys, like this TikTok did really well. It's really cool. Like I'm at like 500 followers. They're like, cool, Sarah, bleh, pass the chips. And I was like, <laughs> cool. Okay. And then I woke up the next morning and I think it was at like 10,000 or something. And I was like, wait. And then it was like an exponential curve. Like the more the days went on, the mm -hmm. faster it went. And within like a week, I I have screenshots, um, but within like a week, it was like over 100,000, 200,000, 400,000. And then we hit a million and then we hit more million. And then it just, it didn't stop for months. It's still something wow. that runs definitely it slowed down but it just kept going and then followers came in and it was it was very fast and all at once mm -hmm. so you said you got a lot of followers from that have you still been growing has it been like a fast growth or has it been just like consistent growth? yeah so it was it's interesting so when you get a viral video not all viral videos are going to get you followers. Yeah. I think it's important to note that I had been creating content before that. Mm -hmm. um, and with the content that I created, I looked at like what did well, you know, you got 500 views instead of 200 views. And then I would yeah. capitalize on that and just kind of like follow that formula. And so even though I didn't pick a niche, I don't like niches. When I, I, I'm also a marketer. So that video went off, I started getting followers. I was like, okay, why are they following? Like, what yeah. is the comment thread? And I ended up, just because it's a personality trait, mm -hmm. having a common thread of me being cheap. Like throughout everything, I had something about budgeting or spending less money or a hack for this or some something like that. Like there was a commonality and that's why people would follow because they kind of knew what to expect. And that's the difference between like a video going viral and you going getting like no followers and then a video going viral and you gaining a lot of followers and the followers were super super fast for several mm -hmm. weeks and then you kind of get to this slump and then also all of your videos do well mm -hmm. like you could post anything and your videos did well and it's awesome I knew that that was short-lived and then yeah. that lasted like several weeks 
And then I started to see the drop off. And that is an ego hit. Yeah. Like you really have to kind of tune in with yourself and realize like it's not you. It's just sort of the algorithm. And what the numbers that I was seeing was an inflated metric when my like normal or average or like expected views that that was more of what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's the growth is still consistent. I I think I gained like a couple thousand a week or something like that, um, or maybe a thousand a week on a slow week. Um, so which is, you know, that's quite good um, still. And I maintain like a pretty consistent content output because mm-hmm. now with this, it's gotten opportunities and yeah. um, it's something that I want to maintain and I really enjoy. Yeah. So if someone never watched any of your videos yet, how would you kind of describe the content that you post on there? You st- said that you do like budgeting content and stuff. Um, What else do you post? Yeah, I, I always say like my posts are, um, I'm here to make your life easier. So I do... A lot of laundry hacks because that's kind of, we have a hashtag laundry army and that's sort of where like a corner that Mm -hmm. we sit. But I do a lot of grocery hauls and grocery budgeting um, because I like to budget groceries. And so we keep our grocery bill under $75 for two weeks of food for two people, which is very good. Yeah, it's really, it's pretty good, especially in in this economy, like groceries are getting insane. So we talk about that um, or any other products that are, be helpful or I find really helpful a lot of like DIYs like DIY detergent you know I don't buy laundry detergent it's just not something I want to buy or disposables you know ways to replace your disposables because I just I hate the idea of buying something I know I'm gonna have to buy in another two weeks I have that issue with food I'm like I why do I have to buy food like I'm gonna have to buy it again like it it's just you know um but that's that's sort of like budgeting saving um uh we have we bought a home last year and so like home content um and anything to kind of make life a little bit easier and a little bit Mm -hmm. cheaper love that um so do you have any advice for someone who's been struggling to grow their platform yes this is something like i have to study for my job Mm -hmm. um so i'm really passionate about it but i also understand for a personal tiktok account it is it's personal. And so there is the, okay, here are the strategies that you have to use. And then there's a, here is a mentality that you have to kind of get into and remind yourself. Um, so biggest thing is, I mean, and this, everybody will say this, it is the most important consistently post. It does not matter, especially at the beginning. Like if you are low, like no following, that's the most important thing because then you're teaching yourself how to become into practice. And it's just like anything, you're going to get better and better at the videos and showing up on camera the more you do it. So yeah. measure yourself by the metrics in the beginning, measure yourself by how many can you complete because you can control if you film one, two videos a day, you cannot control really how many people are going to see it. And if you Mm -hmm. keep trying to chase that, you will burn out. And Mm -hmm. the the name of the game in the beginning is not to grow. The name of the game is to stay in it. Yeah. You you have to stay in it because it's easy to post content when there is an audience there listening. It's Mm -hmm. hard to post content when it feels like you're speaking into the void. Yeah. That's not fun. So that's kind of what you have to hurdle over. Now to actually grow, consistently posting and then it is an experiment game you are throwing a net and you are seeing what you catch you are posting content and then you see what content does well and you keep going and it is like 
one at a time. If you post five videos in a week, go look at that week and say, okay, what did well? What kind of delivery? What did you change? Mm -hmm. What type of niche is it? And then do that and keep following. Like it'll be like little breadcrumbs. The algorithm is giving you little crumbs and it'll grow and grow and grow. And if something doesn't do well, that's fine. It's all an experiment. Yeah. Just keep going and be like, okay, how can we try this differently? And when you're looking at what what is makes it easier to adjust your video style or what you're doing, um, you don't want to mimic other people. But if you have people that you love watching, and I've I have people that I've been watching for years over the different platforms on YouTube and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I pay attention to what they do that's really good. Is it that they mm-hmm. trim their uh, clips to be really short so my attention doesn't get lost? Are they really you know, engaging right at the beginning so it sucks you in? How they're delivering their personality? All that kind of stuff, like study what they're doing and why it's going well. And even like actually take out a notebook and start writing it out because keeping it in your head, it really doesn't help much. You really need to visualize it and then implement those tips and try it. And the biggest thing is your personality. You can Mm -hmm. do all the editing tricks, um, but putting personality into a video, meaning talking about things you're passionate about, um, that's what's going to be the biggest contributor to if people want to watch. Yeah. For sure. So do you currently make money right now, like through either like the TikTok creator fund brand deals or anything like that? Yes. So TikTok creator fund. Oh, I'm yeah, I've heard so a lot. We, I don't even think, I don't know if it's available in Canada. I mean, I don't even have the number of followers, but I don't think it's available here, but I've heard a lot of mixed reviews on it. Yeah. Um, I don't even, I haven't, I haven't even looked at it. I know I, I, last time I looked at it, it was $12 because I, um, implemented it like a month ago. I've had well over a hundred thousand followers now for since March. Cause mm-hmm. I was like 200, like I've had a good amount of followers where you would think would be a qualifier as like a creator. Yeah. And I applied like, and I didn't even have the option in like e- my friends who had 10,000, 20,000 followers, they had the option and they had the creator fund in their little like settings. Mm-hmm. And then like creator tools, like I didn't even have it till maybe two months ago. And I looked one day a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh, it's there. And I implemented it, which sucks because at this point, one of my videos was that, you know, I had several million videos yeah. and then the laundry video is at 27 million. So I was like, neat, neat for me. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, I make money there, but it's not something I really pay attention to because you don't make a lot. Same with mm-hmm. Amazon. If anybody's giving you an Amazon link, throw them a bone, man. They're making pennies. Like, yeah. I don't know if anybody's making an income. If, if somebody's making an income off of their like Amazon storefront, they have, probably have a lot of products and they must have a large, large like order volume because mm-hmm. you- it's not a lot, yeah. Nothing. Um, brand deals, yes. So now I'm getting brand deals, which is really, really neat because it's something like on my side in like in my nine to five job, I get to hire, which is also really great for me to see and- just mm-hmm. have a perspective of where the recruiters are coming from and that kind of thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I am making money doing brand deals. I would not say that it is full-time money at all. Um, And right now we're getting married in less than a month. So all of that, I'm just like, that's just going mm-hmm. as a wedding. And I'm lucky enough. And I think this is important to not have to rely on like TikTok and like my creativity to sustain my living one day maybe but yes so and and I mean I'm probably now making I think this month I made like 1800 or like 2500 dollars or something if I total it all up um I should be better at tracking but the first month I made like 500 dollars and it's it's very 
kind of sporadic based on like yeah it's never the same it's always like fluctuating yeah um so it'll be interesting to see how holiday season changes that and if I get more deals because that's what I hear and just in the industry usually marketing is there's a big spike so we'll see so you quit your job in research and development chemistry to pursue a career in like the marketing and social media world when did you decide like this is what you wanted to do oh um that's a wonderful question honestly I probably you gotta understand that at when I left my um, job as a research and development chemist, it wasn't like, oh, I have a passion for marketing. I'm going to go do this. It was, I am at the lowest place I've ever been. I do mm-hmm. not know who I am. Um, and I've completely lost myself and I have to like go from the bottom and, and start again. Yeah. And I have no idea where I want to go. Marketing was not something like I didn't really grasp onto the word marketing until mm-hmm. a couple months after I left. And then even like I still I learned marketing while I did it. Okay. Um, and the job I have now is not a job that I knew existed, which I think is really hard. Like for anybody who's struggling with what they want to do, I think a lot of it is that you just don't know the jobs that are out there. It's easy yeah. to say, oh, I want to be a doctor or I want to be a lawyer because like these are very common careers and we all want a label. That's what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted a label so bad, but I had no idea like what I wanted to do. But I landed on marketing after I read several books leaving when I left the research and development job because I wasn't going to go back to school. Didn't pay for the first degree. I was like, I'm not going to pay for another yeah. one. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, there's a lot of really great marketers out there who they've written a lot of books. If I can read all of their books, I'll essentially be living through you know, all of their lives. So I'm like, great, I'll just read as many books as possible and dig myself or like build a ladder out of this hole Mm -hmm. with books. And so that's where I learned anything that I needed. And I worked retail while I did that. I worked at TJ Maxx, just, I just needed money. I lived with my Mm -hmm. parents, which I was fortunate enough to go back to while I figured that out. But yeah, it was definitely kind of, it found me. Mm -hmm. Um, Not necessarily, I found it. Okay. And how was the kind of transition? Because they're obviously two very different jobs. So how was the like lifestyle and work transition for you? It it was difficult and it was difficult for, I mean, every new, new levels, new devils, every, you know, year or month really that I was in entrepreneurship, there's a different type of mental barrier that you're having to break through, especially leaving college, anybody leaving college, those first two years after college, you're learning about yourself. And there's a lot from the educational system that you're having to break and your identity, like assumptions that you're having to break assumptions about the world. So uh, the biggest thing that was, that was a change was stability. I had to completely redefine my definition of stability because I no longer had a paycheck coming in regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to learn that stability is a complete illusion because they could have fired me at any point. Um, So Mm -hmm. theoretically, you know, me being a freelancer or being an entrepreneur, having to be responsible for my money, I was in no greater risk than somebody in a nine to five. Of course, I mean, you know, that's kind of nuanced, but I had to learn that because I was used to something very staple. Um, And so that was the biggest transition. And then the other one was um, an identity transition. I, I knew what to call myself. Like I knew what to say when somebody said, Hey, what do you do? Like, I knew exactly what to say. I'm a research development chemist. And then they'd be like, Oh, that's so cool. And I'm like, thank you. I'm great. You know, but Mm -hmm. when you're on your own and you're figuring it out and you're freelancing or you're an entrepreneur, like you're trying, you're kind of scrambling your way. That question is 
oh, it used to make me want to vomit. Like I was like, please don't ask me what I'm do, like what I do. I don't know what I do. I don't know mm. who I am. Um, and that was one thing is letting go of the need for a label and also yeah. letting go of the notion that like who I am is based in like what I do professionally because yeah. who I am has nothing to do with what I do for money. That's just to sustain my livelihood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I 100% agree. So right now you currently work as a TikTok marketing strategist for a no good growth marketing company. Yeah. What does your job entail of at the moment? Yeah. So, um, and I got that job because of my growth on TikTok okay. for sure. Um, I've been with them. Uh, we we're in August 26th. My first day was June 13th, like not very long. Okay. Um, but uh, also marketing moves fast. So it's been really, yeah. really fun. Um, my job there in, uh, entails, I creates content for our um, clients. I do this strategy for clients. And what that means is we're looking at what, who their audience is and what's going to work and what kind of content are we going to post on TikTok and those type of things. So I manage the clients, uh, manage creators. And then I also am recruiting creators for our creator network. We're looking into more influencer marketing things. It's kind of a a catch-all because we um, have this TikTok studio that we're building. And so it's really exciting. It's really fun and a lot of newness, but I like that. Um, I got to kind of keep the aspect of entrepreneurship of like the wild west yeah the tiktok industry is the wild west right now so it's all experimentation and we're learning and we're making the processes as we go which is super fun what would you say is your like favorite part and least favorite part about working in like the marketing world oh gosh favorite part it's the favorite favorite part about working in like marketing is mainly the digital marketing and it's that um especially i very niche to tiktok you have to have a pop culture and like cultural relation to what you're posting it's not straightforward it's not clinical like it's very much um like you're posting a video about with a kid singing a corn song and Mm -hmm. like that's your strategy like it feels very random but it's it's so community oriented like everything we do is it's community building that's that's a whole department in in our um company is is community and it's how do you build that community around a brand um so that you know it feels like a family and that's what social is for it's a social you know it's social media so that's my favorite part of that my least favorite part um I think the how unpredictable it is Mm -hmm. um it is predictable in that there are certain strategies that you know you can implement but um it changes so often and sometimes it does feel like you're posting and holding your breath and -hmm. like hoping and of course part of my job is to figure out how we're not doing that how do you like have a formula for a great tiktok that you know is going to perform well and that but that changes with every single account Mm because every audience is different so constantly having to iterate and it kind of feels like you're running but if you change your perspective on that and realizing like it's always changing and you're never going to be bored Mm -hmm. um then you're like okay that's not as bad on the days when you just want to rip your hair out yeah so like seeing how much like can be made on your own social media do you ever think that you'd want to pursue your own thing full time one day? Um, that's a good question, and I'm honestly I'm not sure. And mm-hmm. um, 
having having created a career plan for myself and then um that going into the crap shoot, yeah. I've learned I'm like, okay, I'm just going to kind of take things as they come and um as the goals make sense and sort of grow with myself. Yeah. Right now, I adore my job and I did not think I would be going back to a like traditional nine to five. Thankfully, no good is a very different kind of company and I'm very grateful for their culture and I would not be there if it was not for a very, um, a really good company culture. Um, so even if my right now, even if the brand deals like came and, um, I was making an income that could sustain, probably not because um, I would be like, okay, great. Now I got these dual incomes and we've got financial goals. Uh, we want to retire early. And so that'd be kind of a way for me to funnel all yeah. that. So I'm not working forever, but mm -hmm. never say never as well. You know, if it gets to a point where, you know, if I go full-time, then I can retire Joseph out and we can kind of, do we want, mm, that might be a different conversation, but right now I, I couldn't imagine not doing what I'm doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, So you also have a podcast called yeah. The Attainable Podcast. When did you decide to start this and why? I started that. So timeline, I graduated 2019. I was working for um, the pharmaceutical company. I was working, I worked at like a couple months before graduation. I left them in October um, and I worked for TJ Maxx from November to March when the pandemic hit and I had to go freelance and that's like a whole nother kind mm -hmm. of tumble. But um, I started the podcast in August of 2020. And at this point, I had been freelancing for a couple months, still trying to find myself. And I really wanted a place where we could talk about the whack transition that is your 20s. Yeah. Um, and, and really like there's so many transitions in this like age range and you're going mm -hmm. through so many changes and I'm like how I want a place that's really candid and really honest and every time like I listened to something or I saw something and I had more questions and people were scared to ask things or wouldn't elaborate because they don't think it's proper or it's something I hated that I was like I I'm I'm a really honest person and so I am like why won't you just tell me yeah. like just let me have it let me have it all and so I wanted a place where we could do that and then alongside that my one of my really good friends was launching a podcast production company so I was able to partner with her and I was okay. her first podcast that she launched and so that's what made that possible because as a personality type I would have never done that on my own I was not consistent enough for that mm -hmm. I would have never edited like that and she was with me for a long time like we we worked together for a long time and that's like how I was able to get to a point where it's it was sustainable for, for me because posting weekly it's a lot hard. yeah like that's really hard so yeah that's what made that possible and that's why I did it how did you come up with the name because I feel like that was the hardest part for me oh my god it's so hard and <laughs> actually we've changed our name um yeah. if you go back to the first I don't remember how many episodes um, now I think we have more episodes under attainable, but it it was called what else podcast. And I was like, oh, it's like, what else is out there? Okay. It's it really, the inspiration was, have you seen that video of the little boy? And he's got this very thick country accent. Yes. And it's, and it's like, oh, strawberry, what else? Mm -hmm. And we mean skitty, what else? And me and my mom say that all the time. And so while we were like coming up with names I was like what else and anytime we say what else we say it in that mm -hmm. little boy's accent like that is permanently ingrained in our souls mm -hmm. and so I was like oh what else like what else podcast we quickly outgrew that yeah. I was like that just does not one it makes no sense like it tells you nothing about 
what the podcast is about and it just didn't feel right mm-hmm. and I like toyed with the idea I was like oh I can't change the name I'm like why one why not two I'm like you make a smooth transition you're smart about it and this is ultimately going to be better for the podcast in the long run so um, I chose attainable because that's exactly what I wanted it to be I, d- I didn't want some very descriptive name I knew I wanted to keep it like very open because the content would be open again I hate niches yeah. um, and as, as really really like great that niches are like they're good for things I just hate them so mm-hmm. I didn't want to be in a, put in a box yeah I was like what is a name that can give me like the room to run but also it will explain like the like everything I just wanted I want it to be attainable whatever we're talking about you know it just feels attainable and like you can't accomplish it yeah or you know it it's within your reach always and anything you want is within your reach always if you if you really want it and you put your mind to it so that's where we got that and now attainable still feels right so I think we're doing we're doing okay yeah do you have more like solo episodes or guest episodes um oh gosh I've never done a count I'd say probably at this point more solo than guest although we're sort of moving in that model and um I'm I'm moving that honestly because I'm such a social person Mm -hmm. that I realized the solo episodes were draining me if there's a topic that I love sure I can blab all day that's why I have a podcast because I like to open my mouth Mm -hmm. but like I I love people and so I had like a long stretch of solo episodes And I realized I was getting so burnt out because it just felt like I was talking to nobody. I was like, wait a second. I love talking to people. I'm not an introvert. I'm an extrovert. Why, why would I be doing so many solo episodes? Um, And I realized that I like the guest episodes and I thought that it had more value for the audience. So we're kind of moving into more of a guest, more guests on, and then having a solo episode every once in a while for fun or when something really strikes, because you have to have a passion behind it. Yeah, for um, sure. For it to be interesting. Are there any guests right now that you have in mind that like you would really want to have on one day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> JC Marie Smith. I, yes. I her TikToks are everything. JC, I've been me and JC have been friends. No, I've been following JC for over a decade. Mm-hmm. I have I've I've been with her since before what we said podcast. Like I adore her. Um, and I just think she's super smart and she's got such a business mind and she's gone through a lot of, um, like personal transitions. Yeah. And so if anybody has a, has a link to Jason Marie <laughs> Smith, please do a girl a favor because she, yeah, she's got, she's got a very valuable opinion. Um, yeah. and I really like how she is still business minded, but she's just fun. And mm-hmm. she, I think really values, um, like living your own life the way that you want to live it. and not like having any mental barriers like there's nothing you can't do I love that um so if there were ever a day I would have her on I'm check my pulse check (laughs) my pulse because I won't be okay one day it's gonna happen one day wait yeah um so what equipment do you record and edit with um so I record on a like the mic I have a blue yeti um, which I love this mic. I had a blue snowball. If anybody's starting out and they want something cheaper, blue snowball is great. I think it's under $50 Amazon. Like it's really easy. Um, but the blue snow, the blue Yeti has been really, really nice. Um, I record on, all on zoom. Even my solo episodes are on zoom. Is there nicer equipment? Probably. Um, but I just do it on zoom and it's, you know, and then I edit in iMovie because, um, the, I use video mm-hmm. for like, I just edit the video and then we use anchor for, um, like, which is partnered with Spotify. 
so we post the video for Spotify. I should post it to YouTube working on that process. It's like a lot on my plate, man. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so it's very, very simple setup. I think that there is definitely a nicer way to do it. And maybe one day I'll like go and sort of re revamp the whole setup, but you don't need much. You don't have to be fancy and I'm pretty happy with it right now. Love that. The last part of my podcast, I asked people on Instagram to ask you questions and I picked two of my favorite ones. Yeah. The first one is if you could describe yourself in three words, what would they be? Extrovert. Um, I'd say joyful and blunt. <laughs> Those are good. I don't know how to sugarcoat. Can't do it in anything, including like I also have no filter and will share anything. Um, one day, especially now that I have an audience, I'm sure that's mm-hmm. going to get me in trouble. If you're <laughs> like in my podcast audience, whoo, there are some <laughs> things that you probably shouldn't know about me, but I think that's like my free reign, you know? Yeah. And I think that like attracts people that are also like that because a lot of people kind of shy that side of way of that, like, if that makes yeah. sense, like, whatever, put it like, don't show that part of them, but like, if that's how you are, that's how you are. Like you should embrace it. Oh yeah. 100%. I, I love pushing people because mm-hmm. I'm like oh you feel this way too like 100% like we all had that thing where like we left a movie and we heard this is the main character and really wished that like we somehow had to combat like some enemy mm-hmm. and we fell in love and like why aren't I in a sword fight right now yeah fighting for my one true love like I'm like we all do this yeah. I know we all do this and I don't like it when people pretend that we they don't, don't. <laughs> or when that's just like this open space. I'm like, I will full on put it, put it out there. I'm like, here's my cards. Here's exactly what I think. Mm-hmm. Here's all my embarrassing things. I refuse to be embarrassed. There's yeah. no reason for pretty much almost anything. Knock on wood. But um, I just, I'm like, it's just humans. We're all humans. We're all dumb and goofy and weird. Yeah. And it's much better to connect on that level. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, and the last question I have for you is growing up as a woman in STEM, did you ever feel not taken seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you get prof- professionally. And I'd say thankfully, sort of. Um, like I never had a outright ag- like aggression or anything yeah. like that. Or, um, you know, I never saw. And I think a lot of times it's not you know, nobody's going to come up to you in an office and say, you're a woman, you're stupid, you shouldn't be here. Like, usually, it's subtle. Usually, it's you find out that they're being paid more than you. Or usually, you catch yourself having a very, like, quiet demeanor in meetings. Mm -hmm. And you realize that you're not in a place where your opinion is taken seriously. Or you find that everybody around you who seems to be you know, like listen to, or like, if you want your boss to do something, who is the person that you go to, to see if they can get them to do it? And is it, is is it a man? Like, Mm -hmm. is that, you know what I mean? Is your boss a man? Like when you're, when they're speaking to you, what does that sound like? It's always like these very like micro things that you realize or take seriously until you're in a different environment it usually it takes a slap in the face like and and you seeing like something else is different especially for getting out of college you have no idea what the work environment is supposed to be and if I got to like watch a clip of like what my working life is now and back then I would have been like what where am I like Mm -hmm. how and and it's oh anything is like that like you don't know what it's supposed to be and you don't want to 
like rock the boat or you, yeah. you don't know what that precedent is, especially when you're so young. Um, but um, 100%, I, I think that that's still a battle that we're going to be fighting for a while, mm-hmm. but I think it's getting better, which is yeah. good. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's all I had for you today. So thank you so much again for coming on. I love talking to you. Before you leave, do you want to shout out any of your socials where people can find you? Yeah. So um, TikTok, Sarah E. Boss. Instagram, Sarah E. Boss. Um, Pinterest, because I'm actually pretty active there, Sarah E. Boss. Anywhere you want to find me, it is Sarah E. Boss. Um, And that's all going to stay the same when I get married as well, just because I'm like, we don't get time to, and it, and I'm, my last name's going to change to Bass. So I'm like, there's no reason. Oh, it's like, close it's enough. The same. It's, it's one letter. Like, yeah. we're going to be fine. Um, but yeah, anybody wants to message me if, um, like, I'm smaller on Instagram, so I see those messages a lot easier, um, like, as far as DMs. And I'd love to be friends and connect. And yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much once again. Thank you. This is so fun. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really, really do hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope it made you learn a few little things about TikTok, about the growth that you can have on TikTok in such a short amount of time and that it can be literally on the most random videos ever. Um, I hope you learned a little bit more about STEM, about Sarah's job, about Sarah as a whole. If you want to support her, please don't be shy. Go sh- go support her. I would love, love, love for you to do that. Go follow her on TikTok. Go follow her on Instagram. Go check out her podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm sure she will too. And if you want to support me, please don't be shy. You can follow me either at Behind the Girl Boss or at It's Amanda Wan. And you can check me out on YouTube as well. It's Amanda Wan. I post some lifestyle on entrepreneurship and pop culture content on there so if you want to see a different side of me than the business side go check me out there um but yeah thank you guys for listening and i will talk to you guys next time bye guys